0: There are a lot of people that say we we kind of have to let the culture catch up and we can't expect everybody change right away but that's not what the other side is doing and and stephanie exemplified that perfectly by saying in the blink of an eye this all was taken and so we can't be complacent Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fortify Podcast, where our goal is to
1: talk about all things that are hopefully fortifying to you and to your local community. Hey, 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 everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. And once again, I'm here with Ashley Grog, founder of Hoosiers for Medical Liberty. And we have a goal with this podcast. The goal with this podcast, when I sit down with Ashley, we want to do as quickly as possible because we know that your time is limited Let you know what's going on with the Indiana legislative session, what you need to be focused on, what bills are on the table, and what action you need to take. Right now, we cannot afford to become complacent. We have momentum, right, Ashley? Well, welcome, Ashley. Yeah,
0: it's great to be here again. I just feel right at home. You can just keep
1: right on going. Um, We... Um, and Stephanie Ripple is also here with us. Um, her and I will be doing a separate podcast right after this on in vaccine injuries here in Indiana. But um, Stephanie made the point just a few minutes ago before we pushed the record button is that people need to remember how quickly all of our freedoms were taken away. And so please, now is not the time to become complacent. The time is to be engaged. Ashley's going to give us the rally cry every other week when we, when we meet here to say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to do. So Ashley, let's just get right into it. Let's go over these um, House bills and Senate bills that are out there and tell us about the ones that you think need our attention and what people need to know.
0: Oh, we have so much to talk about. So do we want to start in the Senate or the House first? It
1: doesn't, what do
0: you think is the most important thing? Well, that's easy. Okay. Um, SB 4. Okay. Senate Bill uh, 4. We have been talking for the past year about the okay. governor's...
1: That right now, so SB4, really quickly, is on the Public Health Commission. We've done a couple of co- podcasts on it. If you haven't heard them, go back. I'll put them in the show notes. But this is this is very, very huge because this has the potential to control so much of your life. So I'm sorry, um, Ashley, go ahead.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, Governor's Public Health Commission, they've talked about the coercive measures that they're going to use. There are some things in this bill that I'm still trying to work through. Um, as you know, I just got back from Florida from... Yes, yes. Um exciting the global inspire summit bunch of you know major thought leaders in the movement got together to work on and push the movement forward and so a little bit distracted at the start of legislative season I don't like that but SB4 we're going to do a deep dive we're going to try to break that down make sure that we give you all the information one of the challenges with that is as this moves through the legislative process, it has plenty of opportunity to change.
1: Yes, as we saw with SB 1001.
0: Yeah, and and we talked about this two weeks ago. Was that, I'm sorry, was that SB 1001 or was it? That? was House Bill. Oh, House Bill. Okay, but sorry. It doesn't matter. Okay. As long as you get the numbers right, yeah. that's all that matters. <laughs> but we, we talked about this, about first reading, second reading, both of those times in both houses. So four opportunities to change plus... Conference committee. So lots of change could happen, and it happens very quickly, and sometimes it happens under the radar.
1: And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the last podcast we did. Two weeks ago. I'll yep. put it
0: in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, right? So um, lots of opportunity for changes in here, and so this will be a constant evolution of information that you're getting. And, and with House Bill 1001, it was really confusing because – We would say one thing and then we'd say, okay, this has changed. And I always will try to map that out in the blog, if not on this podcast, Uh, probably both. We'll probably try to hit the highlights here and I'll probably try to have it written out on the blog so that way y'all can read it and kind of keep pace with what's happening. And it's also nice to try to tag those so that way you can go back through and you can see the evolution of the bill and see how those things changed and who changed it. Because some of what we need to know, and we're going to talk about this later, is in that nuanced change. Right. It's not blatant. It's not always in roll call votes. You you can't always get a roll call vote on something to see this is what my legislator did that was good or bad and this is how I need to act. You know so that nuanced information that's coming through understanding is going to be really important. And and the reason for this is, is people, 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 you need to be aware
1: of what your elected officials are doing. And if they're not doing what you want them to be doing, then there's always a primary that comes up. And to be aware of that. I mean, we want to support all those people who are supporting us and supporting our medical freedom. Um, but if they're not, you need to know that.
0: Yeah, and that can be difficult to gauge sometimes, and that's where I really work to break it down so you can see all those differentiations. So SB4, this is is what I was talking about when I said, you know, I don't have massive plans for a bill. I'm not going to come out and file multiple medical liberty bills, even though I would like to. We have to be mindful of our resources. We have to know our limits, right? Yes. And we need to make sure that we are able to focus and hone in on what's going to be the biggest thing. Some of this is forecasting. Some of this is me trying to kind of gauge what's happening and look into the the future and say, okay, I think that this is the direction that they're going to go. I think this is what I have to do. And I, you know, I think this is how we're going to be successful. And this was a strategic play. I didn't want to be distracted by a bunch of other bills when we really have to be focusing on sb what's now sb4 and maybe some other aspects of the legislation to keep this governor's public health commission from usurping the power from the county commissioner. so it's
1: it's that big folks so stay tuned it, and stay attention
0: yeah it's huge because if you know me you know i don't play around like no. i'm going for the finish line <laughs> i'm going to knock it home and for me to take a step back and say this is going to be a massive priority because if we lose these rights, it's going to be really hard to gain them back. Um, and the last thing I want to be is distracted. I like to have focus, yeah, focus, full intention, be very present and, and try to help provide you all with the best information I can. And so, um, and that takes teamwork. I have, I have friends um, here in the movement that help me out with that. And if you want to join in that, h4ml.org slash volunteer. it will be in the show notes. Yep. So Step up, folks. Step up. The next thing, the next bill I want to talk about, unless you have questions or additives to that. Nope, that's it. Yeah, so SB, SB4 is going to be huge. This is confusing because in 2020, we had SB74 and we have SB47. Oh, so okay. there's going to be a good possibility that you're going to hear me say SB74 when By I'm mistake. really re- okay. referring too, to 47. Seven. I'm trying to make a cognitive you know, note that really need to be mindful of that. But just and this in case, one is
1: important because this is
0: really bad. If this goes through, this is laying the groundwork. It looks pretty innocuous. Um, because, so, first of all, it was written by Senators Donato and Rogers. Um, Senator Rogers is up north. She's a Republican. Donato, I can't remember where she is, but I'm pretty sure she's a Republican as well. And what this bill does is it requires the state um, to distribute a QR code or a scannable um, item or a link that Hoosiers can use to access their records on the Childhood and Hoosier Immunization Registry Program, or CHIRP. Sounds great, right? Fantastic. Yes, please, please give me a vaccine passport. That's exactly what I wanted. They're not saying that they're going to make you use it for anything, but you're going to have it. It lays the groundwork.
1: It lays the groundwork.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it begs a lot of questions. You know, how secure is that going to be? All the things, right? And then there's that next layer of that's feeding into that federal data lake. Right. And so lots and lots of reason to be concerned. We don't want this bill going through SB 47. Okay, so next on the list is SB 140. Yep, 140 was written by Senator Toms. It's it's a good bill, or more of a medical liberty bill, preventing um, children from being required to take the COVID vaccine by the state. So, And that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. My guess is, is that, it probably won't be heard. Um, oh. And that's not by Senator Toms. I think he is actually probably somebody who would be on our side, who is on our side. Um, and, you know, he's an interesting guy because the last couple of years, he's kind of put himself out there, um, and he answered our survey perfectly. I think his heart is in the right place. But, you know, when we think of the legislature and what we're, legislature and what we're going to talk about here in a little bit, putting yourself out there and pushing that hard line and the extremes define the middle, the, the edges define the middle. I'm not sure he's willing to be out on that extreme, but I do think that he is definitely worth, you know, we watching. appreciate the yeah. efforts he's making. So yeah, support, this bill,
1: support him if, if he support is your this senator in yeah. and this, and this bill.
0: Um, okay, so that, pretty much wraps up what we see in the Senate right now. And again, I haven't gone through as well as I would like to. Um, and there, the bill filing deadline isn't until the 12th or the third, I think it's the 13th for the Senate of January of January. So okay, there's more three more days that they can release bills. Um, and I anticipate quite a few more. I look for something, um, to come out from Tyler Johnson on foster care. Talked to him quite a bit about that. um, I, I don't know about any other senators, and I would anticipate Senator Toms, I think, historically has put his stuff out pretty quickly. Um, so I, I'm surprised that I don't see more from him. Um, but he may just want to really focus on this one area. Like I said, I don't right. want to be distracted. Maybe he's feeling the same thing. Yes, I think that's true. Okay, so, so going
1: over to the House, we have, start with what you think is number one.
0: The best? or The one
1: that needs our focus the most.
0: One that needs our focus the most is Eleven Twenty Seven. This was um, written by Representative Becky Cash. She's new this year. She was somebody who filled out our, our survey. She is a former medical liberty activist. And I, I let me correct that. It's not that she's a former medical liberty activist, it's that she's crossed over from the activism world to the legislator world. And thank goodness. Yeah. We need more more of that. I, I am very thankful for her willingness to put herself out there because it has not been easy. Uh, her and I converse frequently and it's been very interesting to watch that transition and I am hopeful that we're going to see good things from her. Um, and so, this bill is an excellent start. And this bill is to fix
1: House Bill 1001, yeah, you Yeah,
0: it removes the discriminatory testing. I, this I felt we had no choice but to do. Um, I don't want discrimination in Indiana State Code. And
1: because- that's what we did At the end of last session, no,
0: we did not do that. that's what our legislator did to legislature did to us.
1: They coded, they encoded that you have to have mandatory that employers can demand mandatory testing twice a week. And Becky Becky's bill is to remove that.
0: So pay attention, folks. And it helps clarify some things with um, exemptions. So this bill, I am really hopeful. I. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, she's a freshman. Um, they probably don't want to touch this because you know they can't make any mistakes right? Right. You didn't, you guys couldn't see the, the eye gestures there (laughs) with the sarcasm. Um, So this 1127, call your legislators, tell them this is going to go to pensions and labor. Becky's actually on that um, committee. And so we can look up house and, and we'll start pushing some of these action alerts out. Yes. Again, if you're not
1: signed up for the action alert, the text messages or emails, please do so. It'll be in the
0: show notes. Yep. And then next we'll go to, uh, this isn't a bad bill, but it's either of these. Neither of these other two bills coming up are bad bills. Um, I just think they're a little bit weak. And if we're going to put our energy, we want to fight for something that's actually going to protect us. So let's start with, um, we'll go in order, 1083. This was written um, by two representatives, authored by two representatives that had liberty movement challengers.
1: And this in bill deal, deals with,
0: yeah. Um, so let's let's go. I just want to touch on this piece, and then okay. we'll go right into there. Okay. So these two two legislators that, that authored this had liberty medical liberty challengers. These people were dedicated to fighting for medical liberty. That were challenging them in the primary. That is not fun for them. That is a lot no, of stress, that's a hard work. And then my very own representative is also authoring on this bill. And this is important because we need to know this groundwork to continue moving on. So then we look at the content of the bill. What are they writing? Are they pushing strong for medical liberty? And the answer is no, equivocally. No, they're not pushing for medical liberty. In my opinion, and, you know, we can kind of go over this. These, these three authors are working to give themselves what's called political cover, they want to be able to turn around to the public because they know that this is an issue. You guys have made it perfectly clear in these districts that medical liberty is the top issue. So these three guys are scrambling to write a bill that they can put out there to that appease looks you. Like,
1: that looks like medical liberty.
0: It, this Make no mistake. This is an appeasement.
1: Okay, so, so let's get so into the yeah, details of the is. bill.
0: So there's two parts to this. Really, there's three parts. The first one is removing vaccination records from high school transcripts. That, that, the way the law stands, it bypasses the consent process. That is a big no no. State law is requiring your school to bypass the consent process by releasing your child's personal medical record to the w- college. The
1: way it stands right now it is. W- so So this bill would say we're going to remove that, which sounds like a good thing.
0: It is a good thing. Okay. It's, it doesn't just sound like a good, good thing. It's the right thing to do. It okay. should have never been this way. So, yes, what they're doing is a good thing for Personal privacy protection, okay. Health record privacy protection. I want this to pass. this This should n- never they this should have never made it into code. So I am glad that this bill is here, and it 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 would be the right thing to do to pass this. But that's all it is is the right thing to do. It's not securing it, medical liberty. Yes,
1: yeah, as you say, it's not pushing the needle forward. It's just yeah.
0: it's keeping it right in the center. Yes,
1: and we need to we need to do that, but we also need more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if I were looking for what they should do instead, I would say change CHIRP, the Childhood and Hoosier Immunization Registry Program to an opt in instead of opt out, which means right now you if you get a vaccine, your doctor is automatically reporting that to the state and the state is keeping your records and sharing that with the federal data lake. So that's scary.
1: And I, I, my guess is the majority of parents don't have any clue no, of
0: that. No, yeah. no, not at all. Um, so the second part, so they're, they're removing that information from the transcripts, which is great. They, that should be, that's the way it should be. Um, and then the second part is they're removing the ability of the Indiana Department of Health to change the list of quote-unquote required or the list of vaccines that kids who don't use religious exemption need to get for school. So again, this is good because Indiana State Department of Health shouldn't be making laws.
1: Right. Yeah, we've touched on that.
0: We elected the legislators, our state reps, and our state senators to make laws. And the Indiana State Department of Health should not be able to bypass that without the the consent, the vote of the people who you sent to Indianapolis to represent you.
1: Which goes back to SB4 about the Health Commission taking over. So...
0: So again, we should
1: have a whiteboard. And
0: <laughs> so again, <laughs> this is this is a good thing. Yes, but this is a basic principle. It's like telling my kid, you know, you have to eat your dinner before you can have dessert. Like that's just kind of the natural right. order of things. Like okay. it's basic. This is they are scraping the bottle bottom of the barrel and trying to appease Hoosiers because they know that medical liberty. Despite what they want you to believe, medical liberty is still the hottest topic out there.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it really, really is. Um, so what what do you want to see
0: with this bill? Well, I would love to see it pass, but I think they're going to do the same thing if this gets heard and if this moves. So lots of ifs, right? I would love to see this go into law, but I would like to see them make it better, Let's make it so CHIRP isn't, you know, an opt-in. Let's make it, there are so many things you could do. Let's make it that kids don't have to use religious exemption. Let's make it so kids' medical records don't have to be reported to the schools. Let's put personal responsibility back there. But that might be a little bit, you know, quote-unquote, too extreme.
1: I would think that CHIRP being an opt-in could be an easy
0: you would think it would be easy. I mean that
1: just seems like that should be an easy thing
0: and again that's how it used to be and they changed it to yeah. where everybody automatically is enrolled so you no longer have the opportunity to say no I don't want my pelvic health record or my my personal health records shared with the Indiana State Department of Health
1: they, you know what this reminds me of is you know if You may get a bill or with your credit card, you get something, oh, update to policies and it's like 16 pages long and you're just like, whatever, and you throw it in the trash. And I just feel like that's, like parents are just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And we're we're whatevering ourselves to death. But
0: the thing of it is, is you don't even consent to CHIRP in the first place. You have to consent to allow the school to access your CHIRP records. But your doctor is required by law Okay, so they they intentionally did this. Your doctor is required by law within a certain time frame to report your vaccinations to the Indiana the the Chirp Registry. It didn't used to be that way. When I was a a nurse on the floor, I I can't remember when, but we used to have to check a box before we would hit save and save the. medical record because it would automatically send it into CHIRP. We used to have to get patient consent to do that. And then the law changed and that went away. It was just a requirement. The The government is requiring physicians to share your medical records without your knowledge.
1: You know, I would be perfectly willing to do this. For, for anyone who disagrees with, if, if you're a lawmaker out there or say you're a doctor or somebody and you're listening to us and you disagree with what we say, I'd be perfectly willing to have you come on and let's talk about it. Let's let's hear your side and we'll hear our side so that maybe we can come to some agreement. You know, we, we can't stay in tribal mode and this tribe and that tribe. But yeah, for anybody who's interested, you know, always just be willing to reach out.
0: You mean civil discourse? Yeah. I'm that? so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, that 10, 1083 has those two components that we talked about, removing um, the medical records from the transcripts and violating, you know, that whole consent process, and then the other aspect, the last aspect, which is there, but it's really inconsequential, They're they're changing in all of the state records. They're changing... From the state department of health to the indiana department of health it's a name change thing mm. it's kind of interesting we've been seeing that the last two years i don't know exactly all the implications and i'm not going to speculate right now um, but i think it's worthy of watching um, especially with sb4 which is that consolidation regionalization and all that and that's all coming down from the cdc so make your own assumptions but let's move onward so that's the three areas of 1083. and again not bad things, but this is not a medical liberty win. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this just a little bit more because we it's really important that we kind of understand the implications of this. Um, so the last one is 1164, and this was written um, by my representative, Chris Judy, and I've had a couple conversations with him. I'm a little disappointed with this bill as well. Um, It is for foster care, um, which is what we want. We want to be able to foster kids without having to be fully vaccinated. There's a couple flaws that I've pointed out to him. I'm a little disappointed in the lack of change, um, but that's he told me he wasn't comfortable with doing anything else. So in this bill, it just says an individual can basically not be denied a foster care license if they use a religious or medical exemptions to vaccines. One of the things that I had suggested he change, and it's very simple, so I don't know why he didn't, um, just that it's either the individual or a member of their household because you, you know, and if you try to foster kids right now, you may be up to date on your vaccines. I don't, I don't know and I don't want to get into it, but you may, but your children are not. I'm up to date on my vaccines. My children are not. So they will still ask for my children's vaccination records, And this is going to be an important, it's a nuanced area. It's really seemingly inconsequential, but it's very important because if my children are not up to date, I can't foster. And this bill, if it passes, will not change that. So Chris kind of missed the mark on that. Come on, Chris, pony up. Yeah, yeah, I'm not happy. And yeah, so there's...
1: When you you realize just how huge the whole foster issue is like kids needing to you know homes and and that you would keep somebody over over keep someone out and willing to open their home I mean
0: it's not to say you know one thing that was brought up to me what if a family desires not to have their kids in a home with unvaccinated that's fine that's a that's a personal preference. If my i if there is a family that really believes that people who are unvaccinated are a risk to their health and that's something they want you shouldn't be putting that child in with an unvaccinated family. That's not right. You know, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. But somebody would have to have some pretty strong convictions to feel that way. So again, we're all about choice. We're not going to take that right to choose, but we also need to have environments where Let's say that something something happened to a family who didn't vaccinate. Their kids should be able to join in a home where they don't vaccinate either. Right. It's the same right, family right, values. Right. Foster kids can't have their hair cut without permission from the parent. But yet, anyway, I digress. Let's keep moving. Yeah. I also would have really liked to have seen this same thing applied not only to foster care but to adoption oh, and I'm really right. disappointed right. that that didn't get put in there. So Chris has a lot of work to do on this bill. When we had talked last year, we, we actually talked during special session um, for abortion this summer and because I felt this would fit and he did call this bill down on the floor so I was impressed and hopeful that he would be a strong proponent for us but by the looks of things right now, I think he's trying to scrape by because he knows I live, you know, a couple neighborhoods over, um, and he recognizes the fact that medical liberty is the issue. So he, he needs to do, he needs to be willing to push a little bit harder um, to actually go that next step. Now, what I'm hopeful is Tyler Johnson will file a much stronger bill um, that includes adoption and I, I don't think we should have to use an exemption. We shouldn't have to tell the state. I really don't think that the state should have access to whether or not we're vaccinated. If there is a particular child that that's an issue for, then you ask, you know, can you take a child whose family is requesting fully vaccinated? That's completely different. And that is completely reasonable, right? So we'll see what happens. So let's let's step back, and I want to go touch really quickly. I think we're getting close on our time Yeah, here.
1: we're making it quick.
0: 1083, this whole transcripts thing. What do we want to happen with this bill? We want it to go through, but we have to remember there is a reason that these three people are writing this bill, and it is because they know that medical liberty is the issue. Now, one of the problems we face is that they will use this for their political gain. And we have to understand that this is part of the political game. If they can get this bill through, which I hope they do, I truly hope they do, it's the right thing to have happen. But then they're going to turn around and they're going to tell you, oh, Stephanie, I did everything I could. I'm, I'm so sorry we couldn't do more, but maybe next year. I am on your side, and this is why we have fallen into this trap of legislators who are not willing to stand up and not willing to do the hard thing because you ask them to do something and you want to achieve medical liberty, and you have to choose between, you know, I would like, I would really like it just right now, but realistically i'm thinking the five-year plan you know and the way these guys have it lined up it's the hundred year the 150 500 year plan to medical liberty and we ain't got time for that folks like this is bad and sb4 is bad it is we are in trouble the federal government the cdc the fda they are not slowing down they are not and if we do guess what we're done for. So we can't allow this to be an excuse to reelect these people because they are playing on your sympathies. They are using your good nature against you. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Folks, we do have these conversations.
1: Um, right before we pre- pushed record, we were just talking about this. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you got to have the culture catch up and you know, well, and Hash is like, no,
0: because, and then Stephanie's like, look at how fast this was taken away from us. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, so so slow down, slow down. You ran through that really quickly, but you know, there is a lot of there are a lot of people that say we, we kind of have to let the culture catch up and we can't expect everybody change right away, but that's not what the other side is doing. And, and Stephanie exemplified that perfectly by saying in the blink of an eye, this all was taken. And so we can't be complacent. We can't. I agree. I agree. And it pains you. I can see it, it pains does. you to say that, <laughs> and it's really hard. And I get that. We
1: under we understand the predicament that everybody's in, and 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 I think it's good that Ashley and I kind of balance each other out in, in that sense because, you know, I'll be like trying to rein her in on one side, and she'll try to be reining me in in another, and 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 so. I, I I'm think- dragging you <laughs> along. I'm not <laughs> raining you yeah, in. You're well, raining me yeah. in. I'm dragging you yeah, along. yeah, maybe that's a better way to put it. But But just know we have these discussions and we're not you know it's not like we're oblivious and we're just out here um, you know mindlessly espousing some sort of utopia or oh that's not what we're trying to do here we're just trying to have reasonable conversations but we do need to wrap this up so any I mean my final word is folks check the show notes pay attention what are your final notes? closing
0: remarks sign up for the text alerts yes be engaged if you have questions ask no more complacency this 1083, while it may be a step to what we should have, what is normal and right, what is basic, it is not enough to move the needle. Do not give them credit. They don't deserve.
1: You'll We'll talk about next time or put in a text alert what you should be asking uh, your legislators, what they should be doing here. And again, you need to stay up on SB4. just, yeah. just I'm going to put that in the show notes. Go watch it again. If you haven't watched it, make sure you watch it. If you already do it, Listen. do it again. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out the show notes for helpful links discussed in today's episode. Until next time, may you be a fortifier to the world around you.